like you can recognize, okay, do I need a little bit more action? Do I need a mood? Do I need a sweat? Do I need a little bit more rest? And like now, like we don't need to outsource our power anymore to a trainer or to a doctor, but like we are our own doctor and our own trainer because we've taken the time to get to know who we are. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Macy. I welcome get slightly to episode. Forgetful when I'm Do we doing need it, to yeah. restart? No, now? no, it doesn't need to be Wait, snappy. Talk. Uh, welcome yeah. to episode 78. Um, you are here for an episode we are titling Fitness and Spirituality. Fitness and Spirituality. We are here, here we tonight with a guest. Welcome, Drew, everybody. What's up? Drew, Drew has a hoarse voice. He has a, a Ricola. A Ricola. How do you pronounce Ricola, everybody? That's the question. How do you, how do you pronounce Ricola. it? Every send, time. Send us something in our Instagram DMs and tell us how you pronounce Ricola or Ricola. Um, we're here with Drew. Yep. Uh, he goes by Soul Centered Strength on Instagram. He has a gym, he is a fitness. Coach, instructor, owner, business owner, yeah, all that, yeah, um, yeah. So, do you want to just say what you do first, and then we're going to get into a journey? Yeah, I'm a strength coach and I'm a yoga teacher, just like that. Bam, and I, you would say a business owner, right? Yeah, so business owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mogul, a mogul. mogul. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, you started this gym that you teach fitness and yoga at. I did. Okay, yeah. and is it mostly just you who teaches, or do <clears throat> other people teach? I have a couple of people who I just like rent space out to. Okay. I, I used to have like the, a little closer. There you go. That's perfect. The full the full team, um, and it was just a lot. I yeah. wanted to simplify, and yeah. um, so that's and the current evolution of where the gym's at right now. Like I train my clients out of the space that I've created, and cool. I rent the space out to some other really cool coaches. Nice. Hey, we're gonna get into a journey in a second, but I just want to say to everybody listening. Uh, Drew's a friend, mm-hmm. longtime friend, also sort of, a, not sort of, an expert in his field, been coaching for like 20 years, a long time. How long would you say? I was 14, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like no, fitness no. coaching? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, since I was 22, I'm 34. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of wisdom to offer in you this field. got some time in the field. paint. Yeah, yeah, you got some time in the paint. And I feel like because that's what we're saying, like fitness and spirituality, uh, especially when I... When I've worked out with you and know what you are all about, you know, it's it's sort of a great counter to maybe CrossFit or something like that, because mm. I think it blends more of a holistic approach to fitness. It's yeah, I mean, like the term in the fitness arena is like a functional like strength coach, you know. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to make sure people are moving uh, in a way that's complementary to their own unique body and mm. um, trying to help people be like healthy and whole. Yeah. See, so already we're getting some good content. <laughs> I maybe one day I'll have to come and have a workout. That's no, fun. we would be so good. It would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, I would is. probably get super competitive. You want like when you're working out, like sometimes people view it as like something like, oh, I gotta go work out. But you, I mean, you just find a way to make it like recess. 
Yeah. Oh, like yeah, you're playing you dodgeball the fun. entire time, you know, like you're getting your ass kicked, but like shit's tough. No, uh, yeah. But it's good for you. I know. I think that's you the way to get me to exercise is through competition and sports. Oh, yeah. Like I'll go all day for that. Mm-hmm. But, like just running, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just no, running. I'm in the same. <laughs> this guy over here. Same. No, it is It is sort of like a, um, I remember when I was growing up in elementary school, there would be, there was this big setup in our gym and I don't know why they called it this. I mean we had a teacher, his name was Mr. McGee. Sounds like I'm making it up, but that was his name. And uh that was the like the PE teacher. Yeah. And and then there's this there's this big jungle gym thing that was like flat against the gym wall most of the time. But uh he you could pull it out and it had all these features. Oh cool. And it was he called it the Sandy B. I have no idea. (laughs) This guy sounds like a G. Yeah if we showed up (laughs) and the Sandy B was out like oh shit. (laughs) The Sandy B. Exactly. But your your gym feels like the Sandy B. Oh dude, that's such a great compliment. Thank you. I don't know who all sorts of things, but he sounds like a G. That's great. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And then and then you make your workout session feel a little bit like that, you know. Oh yeah, man! You gotta have some fun. Throwing, throwing uh, big things at the sandbags at the wall, pushing racks around the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it kind of silly, but also serious at the same time. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like the process. You have a human being come in, and they tell you like what's working, what's not working. You look at them, and for, in the beginning, it was just like looking at how they moved. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I do my functional movement screen, right? Um, but like what does that mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's a system that was designed by a couple of physical therapists, Lee Burton and Greg Cook. And it's uh, just assessing the body in terms of like how you move uh, joint by joint. So looking okay. at which joints are supposed to be mobile and which joints are supposed to be stable. And um, once you have like a healthy understanding of like a baseline, um, you can compare and contrast and assess people on like a zero to three scale on range of motion and... Mm-hmm length and strength and uh, it's cool it's been in the it's been in the game for like a long time and there's like different evolutions of it for assessing people um and that's like nice to know and that's like what i get paid to do mm-hmm. um but i like i have like more fun like with the intake questions uh, getting to know them like on like a deep level and it's interesting like how that plays out in compensation patterns in the body mm-hmm. so looking at trauma or looking at, you know, something that may have happened in your past and how that sits. And, you know, there's like a term like the issues are in the tissues. Mm. And so mm. you can begin to um, just approach a pro- or create a program that's customized yeah. to yeah. like what they need. But also um, like what they're just, it's called soul centered strength. And I'm by no means trying to pretend like I'm a um, like I know. Yeah. 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 Um, but I. You know, from my like perspective, like this is a movement I think is going to be like healthy for you. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Yeah. And for four sets of eight and make it like hard. So it's fun. Uh, let's just give a little taste of some of the stuff you talk about before we get in the journey. Because I would love for you to explain a little bit about issues in the tissues. Oh, we store memory in fascial tissue. And there's different corresponding parts of the body that relate to certain types of trauma. Um, and if you look at like the chakra system or the traditional Chinese meridian system, like acupuncturist work, there's different energy lines. And so it's like you have your physical anatomy, but you also have your subtle anatomy. Mm. And that's the stuff like beneath the surface. And that's what this whole thing is. This whole podcast is about, right? It's like 
I mean, you. shout out to No Small Things. <laughs> no Small Things, shout out. What's up? <laughs> um, so fun because there's like no, there's no bottom mm. to the well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you can just keep going. So it's like you just try and connect with people and, and um, get to know them and love them. And I feel like it's an intimate relationship between like the trainer and the person who's... There. It's it a just personal trainer, right? Yeah, so it's personal. Yeah. yeah. But I do it like in semi-private okay. environments. So it's usually yeah. like a small group. Um, but sometimes, depending on the hour, it might be one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And if it's someone who needs like some yin, like we'll do some yin. Oh. So uh, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> that's my shit right now. It's like, that's what I'm really into currently <laughs> is my yin. I went to a yin class the other night and we ended with, sorry, I'm just going to go off. It ended with yoga nidra, <laughs> which is like the like sleepy yoga, like right on the cusp of sleep is what you're supposed to be in. Could not not fall asleep at the it's end like, of doing like a yin set I'm up. Going. Like I'm trying yeah. not to fall asleep, yeah. but I was just too. It's hard too being in out. that like that subtle space between. Like, yeah, that's kind of the mm-hmm. the goal. Yeah, but that exactly. takes practice. That's why you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I fall. I fall right asleep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Easy. Well, it's surprising because well, right? I don't really fall asleep that much in public spaces, but it like I feel like it was nice. Oh, you know. Yeah, I fell asleep. At the Children's Theater uh, two days ago. Nope. <laughs> Seeing Corduroy. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll also yeah. do it. <laughs> Shout out Corduroy. No, it was actually like, it was a pretty cute play. Yeah. yeah. I was just tired as, as hell. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. I don't have <laughs> I don't have trouble falling asleep in both places. I got on the bus. I don't know if that'd be cool. I probably wouldn't be my move, but. Yeah. No, I'd fall asleep on the bus if it was a long bus ride. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the kind of bus, I guess. Maybe. But You're I would, I would like, right. probably not fall asleep on, like, a Seattle public bus. I'd be like, I guess if I was with someone, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, none of us, obviously, are b- bus riders here. Oh, Macy's I is a big the bus. bus rider. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But maybe that's why you feel a little less Yeah, I'm like, I would like, not I ride the bus, people. I'm a bus rider. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> how does it play out practically, Drew? Like, just getting people, like, does stretching help the issues? You know what I mean? Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, or like doing um, the, the foam roller or whatever, like get, massaging your tissues? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of, of tools that you can use to get into these spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's through breath work. Um, a lot of it's with like different myofascial techniques, whether it's like self massage or you're getting yeah. like worked on by like a skilled like body worker. Um, it's yoga. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, like on my end of the spectrum with the strength training piece, like <clears throat> you want someone to be in integrity within themselves. You know, so mm-hmm. you need good like tensegrity. You need tension. Um, like you, you can't just be all like, you know, floppy. Um, <laughs> It's all, it's like a lot of balance. It's a yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yin and yang. I mean, such is life. Yeah. And so uh, like my practice that I offer is more on the yang end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I train a lot of people who need some yang in their life. Mm. Right. Mm. Or maybe you come from like a, cause I I was like over yanged out, man, for a hot minute, like most of my life. Okay. So for people that don't know what you're talking about, what do you mean by that? Oh, um, just, like there's the whole trend and um I feel like often like in America, like we define our value based off of our productivity or like our hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like hustle and muscle. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like the for men, you know, that's like you're looking at Gary Vanderchuk or you're looking at The Rock or you're looking at these guys who are like moguls mm-hmm. who are out there grinding. 
you know, and that's like the that's the terminology, man. It's like I'm making moves and I'm busting my ass and I'm working. I get five hours of sleep yeah. max, you know. Dwayne you know? Johnson so, has to be like a three because he's never not working and uh, not working out. Or yeah, but that's like the, but that's project. their fuel, man. And that's yeah. like that's that's if he's like full of life and he's like he's in his yeah groove, man. Like yeah. power to him. That's just not my groove. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm a Libra. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you a Libra? <laughs> I'm a Leo. Leo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my son's a Leo. <laughs> Two L's. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Should we talk Enneagram at the end? Yeah, very, I think that'll be the finale. <laughs> we have to. I don't know my wings, though. Yeah. I, I send my email don't somewhere. Don't even get me going on wings. Yeah. I see okay. being a six wing, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, Should we get to the journey? Yeah, let's just say this. Let's do this. Should we take a. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> this is the intro. This is, We want you to just get a little taste of Drew. <laughs> And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about a little bit of his journey, fitness journey, but a lot of the, his, his backstory plays into his sort of philosophy mm-hmm. of how he approaches fitness now. And so I think it's really interesting. So if you just want to like listen to a fun and interesting uh, journey, <laughs> uh, we're going to do that. And also Drew and I have known each other for a long time. I, I met Scott's Drew. Like first youth group I met Drew. Yeah, that's what I thought. Macy was two years old when I met Drew. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I met Drew in 1998. So I was three years old. Three years old. Yeah. Okay. And I met Drew. Macy was three. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> uh, how old was Drew when you met Drew? Like 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when how old were you? 18. Yeah. Oh, wow. 18, 19. Yeah. What a wild thing. All right, when we come back, we'll hear the journey, and we'll get to hear about this. Okay, when we come back. back everybody hit me one hit me one <laughs> fat bat <laughs> okay these two are having some we were doing some reminiscing here. about crisscross um does everybody anybody listening remember the uh, opening skit for crisscross <laughs> no one these no, guys one, no one knows mm. no one knows maybe some people a would. small yeah. percentage of no small thing yeah. listeners Gosh. maybe colby wick colby wick is yeah. he listening no nope <laughs> okay so your we're gonna get journey, journey. But are we beginning with when you met Scott, or are you starting from your baby journey? Oh, Let, let's do. Let's do. <laughs> let, yeah, start, I was born. Baby journey. <laughs> let's do like baby. a quick Scott and Drew meet, and then launch you into your journey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I met Drew when he was around twelve or thirteen. We established, mm-hmm. and I was doing something called Wildlife, which is like the middle school version of Young Life. Oh yeah. Um, it's like a Christian outreach thing. If anybody doesn't know, I I, I would imagine eighty percent people listening to yeah. small thing know what Young Life is. Um, major connection with Drew. I mean, he was, he was, he made everything easy and fun and he was very polite. And, uh, also I, I felt like, um, he, I go fun and polite. I guess I'm still kind of the same way, but it, but, but we also just had this similar, like I went, we'd hang out at your house. First of all, you had just a bajillion animals in your house. (gasps) Like pets? Wildlife. Yeah. Hamsters and all sorts of random. It was wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My mom and my sister, like, I mean, 
I didn't know any different. Yeah. <laughs> I just had hella animals. But I remember all the time. You, like uh, in your room, you had a lot of Superman stuff. You had a lot of Ninja Turtle oh, that's, stuff. That's oh big yeah, for Scott, you know, yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, you had a poster of Leonardo in your room. The Dude, Ninja that thing Turtle. was legit. That was yeah. a legit Leonardo nice, poster <laughs> from the movie. Yeah, yeah. I still rep. I still rep Leo, man. It's like my yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, the leader of the pack right there. Oh yeah, I could do a rap about Leonardo right now, but I won't. Uh, do you actually know a rap yeah. about Leonardo? Can you uh, do it, Leonardo? He's oh, you know what? This is what they got wrong in the movie. Oh. Uh, in the movie, from with the poster that you had, they made Raphael the leader in the rap. In the movie, he's still the leader. But I think this guy didn't know, and he just probably made the rap, and they didn't want to correct it. Because they go, Raphael, he's the leader of the group, transformed by the norm of a nuclear group. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's whack, man. He's not he's a leader of the, the group. the food that's sure to please. These oh. ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> what album is this on? It was the last song that comes up after the movie. On part and one or part two? T-U-R-T-L-E power. Turtles. Oh, T-U-R-T-L-E power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. power. <laughs> I don't think I've seen yeah. a, a single. <laughs> that's at the end of the turtles. first movie, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a nice little side note. Cult hit, yeah, 1990. <laughs> then, then we, then we uh, went to like a young life camp called Breakaway. Remember? Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I think after that, um, I just I just stayed on. I I was like a young life leader for Drew all the way up until he graduated from high school. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. He was my and boy. Yeah, we were just it was really amazing. Sweet. It was amazing. We we hung out a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of sleepovers at SPU. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, dude. We had a we had a key that could dude, get tough in the guy library. Friday. Dude, tough, tough guy Friday was tough guy Friday. Yeah. And then the girls would have theirs at the same time we meet up. Yeah. Oh man, middle school. It was. The What's ball. your memory of tough guy Friday? Like, what would be a typical night? Oh, just shenanigans. Yeah. Just, just shenanigans. Middle school shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, one thousand. It was so good. It was all like clean, wholesome fun, but just being so silly. It's so crazy so because we didn't. I, I'm still baffled because we didn't know any of these kids' parents, and I'm a I'm a college student. This all feels a little sketch. I know, <laughs> and I, and I think we would have like 20 of these guys, like probably in the seventh grade. Dude, in there the was fifth time, Ashton time where it was like there was like oh, 50 for a sleepover. With all these young life leaders, yeah. you guys would all be like, let's yep. do it, and that's and we'd take fun. we'd take uh, shifts. The 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 adults <laughs> in heavy quotes. I'm probably 18 or 19 at the time, sleeping and and watching the kids. And then I'd go take like a two-hour nap and Steve Vollmer would come wake me up. And it's like, my turn to sleep. And I go, okay, I'm working yeah. out the kids. And, and it was like, there was no proselytization or anything. It was like chilling. Yeah. And it was <laughs> so fun. And then we'd have like our campaigners and that's like what we got like our Bible study on and stuff. <laughs> and that was for like the five or like 10 dudes. And that was like, like at 6.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that discipline, that spiritual discipline. And that started invo- involving John Keatley. By junior year, John was leading this group with me. And John and I would leave Queen Anne at like 5.30 in the morning. Ooh. We'd go out there and pick up like four of you guys. Yeah. Why did you do it that early? Because it was before school? It was school? before school. After, yeah, and then everyone has sports and stuff yeah. after, yeah. I would just not do that now. I would yeah. for nothing. Dude, that was dedication, man. That was so dope. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? That yeah. college energy. You yeah, feel? The there's a few seats, like that age, yeah. you feel invincible for a second. I remember yeah. being like 20 and being like, you just can sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Like that was my vibe. And yeah. Like, I did kind of have that, but also in college, real, I would think I'm going to sleep in too, or I'm going to skip class. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, so we it did was, Lake Shasta houseboats. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. We did everything. It was dope. Yeah. We did all, right. all the things, man. It was great. That's the basis. And then Drew and I, now we're adults and <laughs> friends. <laughs> 
Fast then it, forward, turned, then it turned into a friendship, you know, eventually. It was a friendship. It was a friendship like, since day one in yeah. my book. Maybe, yeah, it was. But, it was. Um, it was a friendship. Now it's a peer. I feel very peer-like with you now. You know? Yeah. We're just out here living life together. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Okay. So, I mean, w- so w- when for you was like, uh, athle- oh, a Ricola <laughs> is coming out, folks. Ricola. This is not Drew's normal voice, first of all. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> a little raspy. But but just excuse. This is <laughs> real like life. Marge here. We're, we're not. We're not. We're trying to be authentic. Drew has a hoarse voice and he has a Ricola. So yeah, it's like you're here in the room talking to us. If you were here talking, Drew would have a Ricola. <laughs> I'm trying to be authentic. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> trying our best. Okay, so uh, I would. I guess I would just say, uh, what uh, at what time was it? Like right off the bat, that you were like hyper into sports, or when did that really take off for you? Um. I don't know if I was ever really hyper into sports. I guess uh, as, like, um, a lot I of I would kids, say by high school it seemed like you were pretty obsessed. Yeah. 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 I don't know if obsessed is the right word. That was just, like, what Committed. I... Committed. It was just what I did, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, well, I was... Identified as an athlete. from the outside maybe that way, but See, maybe it, Identified as an athlete. Is that, would that be right? Student athlete. A student athlete. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> um, um, I still got good grades and yeah. stuff. I was just very regimented and disciplined. Yeah. Um, what sports did you play? Uh, my main two were track and football. Okay. I wrestled and I played baseball and I did basketball. Yeah. Um, but those like my main two. Yeah. I played football in college and I ran you track. Played football in, in college. And I ran track in college. Yeah, I had a little D three school called Linfield College in oh. McMinnville, Oregon. Well, yeah. Still, I Jennifer feel like that's something. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and then um, I, I this is why I say like to combine these two things spirituality and fitness I think so much a part of like your journey in terms of your own personal work with like issues in the tissues and being connected to your heart and soul and mind and the journey that you've gone on a lot of it stems from your relationship with your mom growing up yeah and that's like I don't want it to take like such a hard left turn but um we were wondering how to incorporate that but yeah um, well I mean talking about like being regimented and disciplined and seeing like I don't know if obsessed, right? But that w- I just needed control, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I, my mom loved me very much, but she was an alcoholic. <clears throat> and it was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and things really started to get bad right around the exact same time that I met Scott. And yeah. so, like, there was uh, a safe like, loving adult figure in my life, even though he's, like, a big-ass kid, right? <laughs> Still kind of is. <laughs> um, but, like, I I clung. I, I mean, one of the reasons why, like, I idolized him, like, from a young age. It's like, this is my guy right here. Uh, he was your guru for... For a minute, <laughs> yeah. You know, because, yeah. I mean, doing, like, the middle school wildlife and young life thing and um, going to church, and that was, like, a, a part of my identity, yeah. I was doing like the fellowship of Christian athletes thing in college for a little bit. Um, and, but my mom died when I was 16 mm. and uh, from alcoholism. And it was just scary. You know, yeah. there was just a, it was just really chaotic. Was it just your mom raising your family? No, my dad. Okay. Yeah, but he was overwhelmed. I love yeah. my dad very much. He's in my life and he's the best. Um, but he's got three young kids. His wife's wiling out, yeah. and he's a plumber, and he's in Bellevue, and it's, yeah. it's like stress. And so he's, 
Um, his way of moving through all of it was just not to talk about it and to put your head down and go to work. And mm-hmm. so I just did that. So mm-hmm. I didn't talk about it. And I just went to work. So I went to work at school and I went to work at sports because that's like what I did. Yeah, yeah. And so like I was like a, like a stellar student athlete mm-hmm. and kind of the mask that I put on mm-hmm. from a young age was like the golden child, mm-hmm. like archetype, mm-hmm. you know, so... Um, and like a part of me is like I love to perform and like be the seven in me, right? <laughs> so, um, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly because I don't know the enneagram that deeply, right? But um, well, you're you the three is called the performer, but oh. but a seven would perform in a different way. Like you'd perform in the sense of uh, like doing well in sports and stuff like that. Oh. But I do think you got your identity in being an entertainer. Just like being center of attention. Yeah. 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 And a lot of that too was just like you got <clears throat> a, a house full of shame. Yeah. And so you try and make sure everyone knows that it's all good. And like I got my shit on point regardless. Mm-hmm. And that was the mask I wore f- until it, like, I didn't even know it was a mask. That's just what you, you put on some armor. Yeah. And that's what working out was. Mm-hmm. It was just like putting on armor mm-hmm. and like on top of armor, on top of armor for a really long time. Mm. Um, it was like a big house of cards because like underneath like it was just hollow because I wasn't being like real or like who I was or uh, I just didn't know who I was really yeah oh yeah um, it's, it's like it's like out. honestly it's like it's a lot of just like mom issue stuff mm-hmm. you know like there's daddy issues mm-hmm. and there's mommy issues and like I'm a boy with mommy issues you know <laughs> so I had like a lot of shit to figure out and so my fitness though was really like um the best way I knew how to like have this like addictive tendency um, mm. and like put it to good use. Yeah. And, but the addiction was like um, control. Yeah. Control. So, uh, and I, I'm like, I'm okay. Like I smoke weed, you know, like, I, I drink and like it's chill, but like for a long time I didn't. Um, it's because I didn't know how to have a healthy relationship with it. Right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was mainly like it was, everything was just built on top of fear. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I made these decisions in my life rooted in fear. And so it's just a big trickle-down effect from there in terms of the relationships that I have and what I'm doing for work or how I present myself in the world. Um, and it's all fear-based stuff. And so it's like all false. It's all fake. <clears throat> and so... I got really good at doing it though, because I'm like I'm an athletic human being. My mom and dad are like were genetically gifted, and I this is the bod that like God gave me, and I'm like very fortunate to be able to um, like have. His like, dad help. is like what seventy two. Yeah, seventy three. He's got yeah. the biggest arms. He's just still. yeah, he's Huge stacked, arms, man. Yeah. He's stacked. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was like super tall and beautiful yeah. and long yeah. and lean and muscular. You know, and, um, she died when she was forty three. <clears throat> my dad was like a competitive like gymnast and mm. collegiate diver he's like doing flips wow. in the air Did not and know shit that yeah i know <laughs> it was wild wow. but then he got kicked out like his freshman year of college because for just like being a douche and like partying all the time and so <laughs> it was in the 60s so he joined the air force wow mm. uh got shipped to hawaii got stationed there it was in, like 68 and then lived there met my mom Oh, right, Hawaii. That's like your origin story. Yeah, yeah. I was born, and so going back to the the OG journey, I was born in Honolulu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then moved to Bellevue when I was five. My mom grew up in Redmond. 
Honolulu to Bellevue. So From the loot of the view. Your first five yeah. years of life <laughs> the of the view. in Hawaii? Huh? Your first five years were Hawaii? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I still consider it home. That's where my mom's, like, ashes are. And so I go back. I try and go back, like, on the regular. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just feels good. That's like, I mean, it's Hawaii, right? It's amazing. Yeah. You, 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 as soon as, like, that first step, you get off the plane and, like, the, the sweetness, like, hits your nose. It's, like, so, so delicious. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, my mom, uh, like, we're all, like, an amalgamation of, like, what mm-hmm. mother and father are. It's like, you know, it's nature and nurture. Yeah. Um, and, like, at the time that my mom passed away, like, I fell in love with the woman that I ended up marrying. Um, and we have a child together. We're no longer together anymore. But a lot of that, as much as I do love her and think she's, like, a wonderful human being, I'm, like, super proud of her and wouldn't, like, I'm so happy that she's the mother to my child. Like, we're just not meant to be together and it's um like people grow up and like when there was a lot of codependency in the relationship and that happens when um I mean my my parents relationship you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. attachment style wise was wise was very unhealthy yeah it's Um, hard to find any kind of person struggling with addiction that doesn't have people struggling with codependency right around them Mm. It's just kind of... Well, that's what's the same thing. Yeah. You're, co- you're dependent upon something else other than yourself. Yeah. Right? And so you're trying to fill this hole, and you can't figure out what it is, so you fill it with all the good things. At least I was trying to. Okay, God, um, good grades. Mm, uh, good athlete. Good athlete. You know, doing, like, the health, the relationship, the home, all the things, right? But, like, still feeling like there's a hole inside of you. Mm. That's what addiction is. Yeah. It's like you're just trying to fill this hole. Um, and people have like different tendencies to to shift towards either gambling or drugs or fitness or smoking, whatever it whatever is, it right? Is, yeah. Um, and really, like, what the the wholeness that people are missing is just themselves. At least that's like my personal like stand at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. It's like I was trying to fill it, but like really, I just had no sense of self. I didn't know who I was. Um, and there comes like the spirituality part of like. There it comes. What I like, what I <laughs> try and provide for people, just yeah. helping people get to know who they are through the body. Mm-hmm. Like the body is a vehicle for like self realization and transformation, and like the more in tune like one can be with their body, the easier it is to like know who you are. And I that's the whole point that. for me. <laughs> like I just want people to know who they are. Yeah. Because like when you know who you are, and like you remember that like mm-hmm. who you are. Um, there's like so much like beauty and strength and love like sitting right in the middle of of that and um people forget like you see it my kid right now like he's three years old and he's like everything's amazing yeah you know? like everything's the best right it's like candy popcorn like i mean he's got a blessed childhood you know yeah. but like um everything's amazing and like he's just fancy free and then we get old and we forget and so like some people get back to that space yeah, saying I was I was doing yoga a few days ago, and I was, I told Macy the guy was saying, uh, I don't know what the name of the pose we were doing, but it was like one balance, one leg balancing something, and he was like, "Gosh, you guys take yourself so seriously." He's like, "I do this with a group of kids; they fall all the time, and they just laugh." He's like, mm-hmm. "When did you get so serious? Look at the looks on your faces. Mm-hmm. You're so serious." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like. That's really good. I mean, because he was he was just talking about in life too, not just yoga. Like, w- yeah, if we don't, if we fall, we don't laugh at ourselves. We take ourselves really seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. How old were you when you opened your gym? 
26 or 7. Was it called Soul? It's called Impact Strength and Performance. Impact Strength. Yeah, and performance. it still okay. is. Like you can look us up like, under the Googles. Right? Yeah, like we're still there. Oh, I mean, yeah, this should be a, uh, a promotion too for Drew's gym. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if you're in the Seattle area, Seattle yeah. area. I'm in the I'm in the view. Oh, yeah. Bellevue. 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 But you can yeah. get over there. Impact Strength and Performance. Yeah, we'll put some links to some things. Cool. I've already put you <laughs> on the Instagram. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I do feel like you were engaging with spirituality, you know, you had Bible studies, you had church, um, and, and I think eventually you even had yoga and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, Kanye in the, in the news has been saying he had a breakdown, but he likes to call it a breakthrough. Mm. So yeah, I feel like, like at some point you hit a rock bottom of some kind. You were like, the mask needs to come off. Even mm. the thing you said about like your body, bulking up, was that the yang portion? Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that, that, that's like an armor. For me, it was. Yeah, yeah. so you, you realize you have an armor. You realize you're wearing a mask. You realize you don't know yourself. And, oh, yeah. And so well, the breakdown, man, was like really, it was two things. One was um, like while my wife was pregnant, like I had an emotional affair with mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and never in our like our relationship that ever, ever even been a thing, you know. Um, I'd never been with like another human being. So that was like curious um, what that was like. But uh, and it was with someone that I actually won't speak on that, but mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was like, there was that piece. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the second thing that really like shattered me was the birth of my child. Mm-hmm. Like he was born and like I burst. Wow. And, like I, I, um, I burst into tears and it was like happy, like so, so like it was profound. Um, like you think you have your understanding, but for me, this is my story, right? But like, this is my understanding of what love is. And my capacity to feel was here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you experience something new and that's like, it's like sh- it's just so life affirming and, and, um, shifting. Mm. Um, it, it was like, and I, I felt, and I saw this like pulse, like come out of me. It was like, wow. It's like this crack had just finally like erupted. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like God poured through, like out of my heart, straight up. <laughs> it was wild. Um, and it was terrifying. And, um, within four months of my child being born, like I had moved out of my home. Wow. Um, and so it was like, and this was just three years ago, man. So yeah. like, I'm, yeah. I'm very much on my journey, you know? Um, and like one of the first people, I mean, I was at your house, man. Yeah. I was staying at your spot for a hot minute, man. Yeah. Um, and like so the rock bottom so there's those two things that were like the sh- the shift mm-hmm. yeah. started to occur right and th- like prior to that though like i was feeling numb mm. i was feeling numb um and i couldn't put my finger on it like i like cuz i everything on paper was like i was beautiful super cool wife like fulfilling career with the, like my best friend mm-hmm. uh, one of my best friends um, yeah, the other friends are like, hey. Yeah, right. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, uh, and, I, and I was like feeling numb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I didn't know what it was. And you don't know what you don't know. So this is me at like, you know, 29, 30 years old. And it's, it's a, uh, I like to say stage, not age, you know? So like, I just never really like been ever by myself. Yeah. I didn't know this at that point. 
But like I needed to like figure out who the fuck I was. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, it's just codependency, right? Like one on one, and like when you feel unsafe as a child, and you start like anchoring down and building this armor mm-hmm. and like living a very regimented way because you gotta have your shit on point because everything around you is out of fucking control. Yeah. Um, you put your blinders on, and uh, like I was certain, like f- from like when I was sixteen, like I was gonna marry this chick. And I just decided right then. And, um, and so like, but I, and in that being in that process though, like there's the whole, whole like union, like, or archetypal hero, you know, hero's journey story. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where like, you got to leave home. Mm-hmm. I never really left home. Cause like, at 16, you were already with this other person. Yeah. And so that, yeah. she, so she was my home. Yeah. You know, her family was my home and they raised me and everybody, she was like a super dope, beautiful, cool family. And they took me under mm-hmm. and like hella blessed. I love them very much, very thankful for them. But, like, I just never had the opportunity to, like, figure out who I was. Um, and so s- the bottom was, like, you know, then that initial six months of me leaving, you know, the mother to my child. It was suicidal, man. I was, like, in a dark spot. I was it's s- interesting, too, because it's, like, I've never heard it said this way, and it, I think it makes sense to me, but that you know, your heart bursting and feeling love on a different level was, seems like a really cool positive thing, but also sort of a rupture. Oh, for yeah. For your, like, yeah. self-knowledge or something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing was, like, from that, <clears throat> like, I was a dad all of a sudden. It wasn't just, you know, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell my son to, like, be true to himself and his dad wasn't being true to himself. Hmm. You know, so like it was the best moment and the most like heartbreaking moment, like literally at the same time, you know, because like I realized like I I, I got to go. Yeah. And that's Ugh. the last thing you want to do to like the mother of your child. You that's know? very but, like, complicated. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's been rough. It's yeah. Been rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you have a lot of people who. I used to have like very close relationships with that like yeah. I've had to mourn, you know, they're not in my life anymore. Um, you know, I have a healthy relationship with his mom. Um, and that's like the only really one that matters to me, like of the past relationships that I have yeah. to mourn. Okay, cool. But like I have many other beautiful friendships and relationships and new ones that I'm like super thankful for as a result of, you know, this move. So, mm-hmm. and like, I can, like I'm being real with myself mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Um, and I didn't know that, and, you know, when, when I left, like, I didn't know if I was going to be away from this woman forever. Mm-hmm. I knew, like, I had to go um, and be by myself. And uh, and so I've been just, like, kind of putting the pieces back together ever since, man. So, like, in terms yeah. of, like, what I try and provide for people is, like, you know, if you're broken or if you're hurting or, um, you know, like, I, I want to love you and help you, like, be strong. If you want to drop 15 pounds, that's cool, too. If you want to, like, make your bench press, like, explode awesome I got you I used to compete in powerlifting like that was like what I did you know I lived and breathed that stuff because if I'm gonna do anything I want to be good at it yeah like yeah. I'm a smart capable human being like I proved that to myself over and over and over again um and now I just like really want to con- help people connect with themselves mm-hmm. you know so it's less about the numbers um and at the same time like yo you got to lose some weight you're unhealthy like so I'll help you hold you accountable you know I'm not gonna hold your hand like you're an adult let's go let's do this Uh, but I'm gonna give you like the steps 
and like follow through and show up. Be here a couple times a week at least. Otherwise, like this is gonna work. Um, so yeah, so I just had to reparent myself. I wasn't parented. Hmm. You know, again, like love my dad, but like he was raised in an orphanage, and like I think Gary's a nine. Hmm. Like He's the really, Boone, he was literally really born sweet. in the Boonies. He was born uh-huh. in Boone. <laughs> it actually was called like Meat Pack, like the Appalachian Foothills, Gosh. North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, but so like he didn't have a dad. Yeah, you know, so his ability to deal with all this shit going on, like he just didn't know what to do. So we were on our own. Yeah, I was on my own because I looked from the outside. I had my shit together. I was the oldest. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, let's do it. Like Drew's cool, getting good grades, got a kick-ass girlfriend. Partially raising your siblings. No, I mean they're kind of like my dad did a great job. For sure. Um, but like he was a good caretaker. But I was a care- I mean, I'm a you caretaker. Were, I do feel like you were, I mean, so nice because he is he is the nicest soul on the planet. But, but you were really uh, available to your siblings. Well, yeah. We, we hung out a lot with your siblings. Yeah, I mean, I love them. Yeah. I mean, me and my sister were very different. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we weren't really, like, honest homies until the past, like, three, four years. Yeah. Um, so, there's just opposite ends of the thing. She, she's a know? four. His sister. She's an Aries and I'm a Libra. So yeah. those are opposites, you know. <laughs> so that's like the language that I'll speak. I'll speak astrology. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay. I I honestly Aries that is Libra. kind of probably one of my next like things that I really astrology. hope to understand yeah. more because I know that there's so much richness in astrology. Yeah. So much to be learned. Well, I mean, there's so many different systems yeah. to acquire self knowledge and perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, whether that's the I Ching or the have you guys done um what's the human dynamics? Is that what it's called? No, but don't get us started. We're oh, going to start researching. Uh, I, I don't even think <laughs> it's interest is peaked. Um, <laughs> Human dynamics? What? What's it called? That's not it. I'm okay. saying it incorrectly. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll loop back. I'll see yeah. Well, let me say, so that you did have like a uh, sort of a, um, that was, I think you also had, I'm just going to talk about the breakdowns you've had. <laughs> <laughs> you also had sort of a party. physical. It's fun. Because <laughs> I think this is the physical, it's the, it's the fitness and the spiritual because, you were also like triple training for all sorts of different shows, and you would say like you were like shows. stacking muscle on. I don't muscle. know what triple training means. What's triple training? I don't know. You would you. I don't know how to say it, but you would be talking to me, and you'd be like, "I'm I'm 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 doing this sort of routine to beef up this type of muscle, and then I'm oh. actually doing this other type of routine." No, they I, say, did, Don't I, do did, I did. I did. I only did one men's bikini show, okay. man. Yeah, it was like a, it's called men's physique. Yeah. You wear like swim trunks and you like smile and you get spray tanned and you flex. But you know? I, I don't know. You were also doing a lot of like, uh, I mean, your big thing was like getting up there with your squats and your. Yeah, I, re- I really got into powerlifting for. But like your four body, or five years. like, you told me like your body broke down or something. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like the exact same time. Like yeah. I was moving out of my house. Oh, okay. So it also. Yeah, I mean, nothing was like, like by accident, right? Um, and it's like still the spot that kind of prevents me from like being able to like really lift mm-hmm. um and it's like around my liver mm. and uh like we just start talking like energy medicine and start talking like meridians like and how that manifests in like different parts of your body like this say, is like say where some I have, of that say some <laughs> of that oh oh I'm, I'm gonna be like halfway speaking out of my ass because i'm just okay. like, kind of getting into this stuff yeah. but um Welcome to No Small. I know. <laughs> That's good. It totally is. That's our whole vibe. Like I heard this doing. thing from a friend the other day. Uh, I'm going to interpret yeah. this. Yeah. Um, 
No, I just, uh, it was my back, man. I, yeah. I jacked up my back lifting like many times. It was like my right side. It's like my QL, um, kind of underneath my like, right lat, like my mid-back area. And um, I was like 230, I was like 40 pounds heavier. Mm. I was a big boy. And I, I, I was um, doing front squats and it like, just went out for mm. like the last time. And it's like on my knees. I never got checked out. Probably should, but um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, on my hands. Wait, you yeah, come see me. Yeah, 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 your health and fitness like. coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like crawling around for like seven days, and I had like a baby. You Dang. know, like I was like hard to carry. I'm like it's 230 pound. Like could squat the house. Yeah, I can't walk. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Um, Armoring up. Oh yeah, man. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you start getting this. Um, I was like this anxiousness, mm-hmm. right? I had all this energy, and like the only way I knew how to deal. Like some people take that energy and are like super self destructive, right? Um, whether they're getting into fights or they're like abusing themselves mm-hmm. or they're doing drugs or some shit. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep lifting. Yeah. Um, and the only way I was like more and more and more and more. You know, that was like the thing until like I couldn't do it anymore and like i yeah after my body burst (laughs) my spine particularly yeah yeah. soul burst Um, your heart burst your spine burst yeah there's a lot of bursting yeah (laughs) last couple years man (laughs) well honestly like one of the uh metaphors i like to use is like i felt like a volcano Mm. just needed to erupt yeah yeah um just like i was carrying so much tension Mm. in my body i was tense people would describe Mm. me as intense um and i kind of wore that like a badge of honor yeah, you got tense. Going. If I you go back to your like, like that's part of the journey. If you go back to like seventh grade, Drew, not as tense. It was control. Yeah, right. And so, like, the, how does that manifest mm-hmm. itself? So this is the way that, it, like, the particular flavor that it manifested in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. This is how I carried my tension, and I was a poor breather. So going back to like the pets in my house, like I had terrible allergies. Mm-hmm. I was really allergic to cats, but we always had like. 12 fucking cats in the house or some shit. <laughs> it was always having kittens. That's stressful. Or, it, dude, yeah. Why didn't know any different? So I remember yeah. the first time, I was like, oh, I can breathe. I was in college. Mm. I didn't know any different. And so I was just a mouth breather. And like when you're a mouth breather... Like <laughs> that not, sounds like an insult. A- you mouth breather. It is. It was. Did you see Stranger Things? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they say that? So season one, man. It's like breathe. mouth breather. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. So you're not really fully oxygenating yeah. yourself. Yeah, like breath is everything. Breath is everything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I <clears throat> if you're always constantly like inhaling through the mouth, you know, like that's really sympathetic tone inducing, like on a nervous system mm. level, right? So the sympathetic nervous system is um, like corresponded to like the fight or flight or freeze response, right? Mm. Um, mm. And so I was like in kind of always in this like sympathetic like heart rate variability state of being stressed out. Hmm. And so um, if you're constantly stressed, that's going to manifest itself in your organs and in your muscles. And so there's this energy there. There's this tension. And so like I had to, the only way I knew how to use that tension was through working out. And it's not like I'm making like a conscious decision about my sympathetic nervous system right, being right. fight or flight, <laughs> so I needed to work out. You know, this yeah. is, I'm 13, yeah. Yeah. and I'm managing this up until my adult life now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like so often now, people are like working out, when really they need to be working in. Mm. And so like I'm 
in terms of the spectrum, I'm just like going to the other side here and trying to get people to slow down more than mm. anything else. So yeah. people, I'm not the trainer where it's like, all right, man, I need you to kick my ass and like push me into the ground and yell at me. I'm, you're going to have to go find someone else. You know, I'm usually the kind the person who's like, mm, let's go five pounds less and let's consider maybe doing less here and here and here. Like less is more. And like my, like, cause there are a lot of people that you're training, like, looking to get like super fit and i mean people just want to be healthy no i got like a lot of i've trained a lot of yogis now who like want to learn to be strong because yeah. they already got like the flexible piece like down pretty yeah. much um i work with a, like it's so fun i just train like people who i just want to be with um i train like several different like mental health coaches and therapists cool. um but you've done some professional athletes too and stuff yeah yeah, yeah i used to i mean that was the what I because you self identify as an athlete, yeah, right? So I wanted to train athletes because yeah. I was an athlete, so yeah. that's like what the business was built on, um, was sports performance. So and like doing these like fun adult boot camps. Hmm. This is exactly, I mean, obviously, just want to have you on because you're a, a friend, but also this is exactly why I want to have you on just because, uh, I do think that that comes out just, I mean, I talk to you in life too, but I mean, I think just the things you post on your Instagram, it's very obvious that you're trying to do something different. That's a lot more holistic in your <clears throat> training, but that also has to do with your journey. Like you learned that that was important for you, and then you've been able to share that with others. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so, so like I'm so thankful. There was like a defining moment for me just last year because I almost I tried to sell my business. That one picture that you shared on yeah. the on your Instagram yeah. was um, like that post was me just saying like I almost sold my gym three times last year because I was so over it. Like yeah. I don't mm. care, I don't mm. care how many pushups you can do. Yeah, I don't care like. Like how many more times do we need to like be screaming? Like I was exhausted one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have it anymore, and I didn't want to be that person anymore. Um, of not being real, like I don't want to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but there was like a. And then did you change the name? When was the name changed? I'm so oh, curious. Oh no! Well, I started. So I started. Um, you put a boot on your yoga. wall. So that exact same time that I hurt myself, the only like my dear friends, um, Mike and Gabriella. Uh, Bioki, who owned Bala Yoga, um, I had like a free membership to the studio close to my house in Kirkland, um, so I started going there. Mm. Um, in like 2013, like once a week, that's kind of like my off day thing, mm. you know, and I'd have like spurts where I go more or less, but uh, I couldn't lift, so I started doing yoga. And it, what kept bringing me back to yoga, though, was like what I was hearing the teachers talk about. Um, and and some of these people I get to call friends now, you know, so I'm like, I'm, and I teach now, so I, that's what I do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I teach a lot of yoga um, at a couple of different studios. And uh, so I integrate, like, strength training and yoga in, like, my, my personal practice. That's what mm-hmm. I offer to people mm-hmm. as well. It's like a combination of those two things. Yeah. Um, but, like, I hurt myself. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, and no one's doing it. It's crazy. It's like, guys, I'm telling you, like, niches are in the riches, right? And, like, no one's doing that shit. Like, <laughs> niches the, are in the riches. Yeah, our riches are in the niches. Riches are in the niches. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, I think it's a... Yep, backwards. Yeah, the backwards. Yeah. Um, well, well, so we, going to those things, what was it about yoga that was getting you fired up? Oh, no, up? they're just... Um, Macy's the stuff in that I was never, uh, never like, listening. Um, <laughs> people were speaking from the heart. Yeah. And... Uh, like, and then there's also, like, in the physical practice, so there's, like, you know, the whole, um, like, so it's called the asana, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the movement part of the yoga practice. But that's, like, tip of the iceberg, man. 
that's like the gateway drug into like <laughs> into the the rest of the spiritual components of yoga. And some people might just like really love the asana and like totally vibe on that. And I still do because like I'm very much in my body and like a physical being, and I love that. Um, but there's like no there's no bottom Mm-mm. of God. Mm. There's mm-hmm. no bottom. And, and there's no ceiling either, you know? So it's like the full meal deal. It's the whole enchilada. And so you can explore it from a million different flavors and varieties and get to know God and yourself through so many different ways. It's like, oh, here's God in this pose. Oh, and here's myself in this pose. Oh, and here's that aspect of, like, a part of myself that needs a little bit more love. And I didn't even realize that. But, like, you spend long enough time in certain positions, like, things pop up. Mm-hmm. Dang. It's real. I, 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 it's real. I, I'm not committed enough to yoga well, not, I mean, whether it be yoga or it be, I mean, there's there's the there's Tai Chi, yeah. there's Qigong, there's yeah. Kundalini, there's yeah. there's tons of ways to get to know yourself and like yeah. be and feel like feel whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't had really those experiences quite yet, but I want to. <coughs> but a You're big piece, but a big yeah, piece of this like transformation too was like psychedelics. Yeah, and like mushrooms, <laughs> and like that like blew my gourd, like pun intended. You know, yeah. like that yeah. was like was it healing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some fucked up stuff too, but like that was like lesson learned. Okay, don't do that again. You mm-hmm. know, it's like experiential. I mean, that's it's part of the journey. That's how you do it, man. Yeah. Um, but a big piece was like realizing like how like how disembodied I was, mm-hmm. and like I learned that on my like one of my my journeys. I have no idea about any of this, in the sense that I've never experienced doing psychedelics. But the more I study up on it, it's like. I, I've also talked to many people that have done all sorts of different forms, and I, I I'm not even aware of. I'd have to look up on my notes, but um, referring to it as medicine, yeah, you know, that it's got and then it's gotten so um, stigmatized. It's very strange to look at the history of psychedelics in America and how like the government systematically. And this sounds conspiracy theorist, but it's true. It's all out there. No, it's very true. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just talking, I'm trying to think about like an audience of, of skeptics. Oh, I mean, I know, I know I you mean, guys you can go out there the and like, you can look it up. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to find, but just sort of, um, reorienting the mind, mm-hmm. you know, maybe softening up some of your trauma points, you know, like, uh, I heard, I heard one metaphor was that like, uh, your mind is like, uh, um, what would I call it? Like a sledding hill. And there's like all these sleds that have been going down. There's these deep grooves, and uh, like psychedelics are like a blanket of fresh snow, and so those grooves kind of dissipate. It's hmm. a nice metaphor. Where'd you learn yeah. that? Uh, it was there's that uh, Vox explain. show. Yeah, oh. you know the Mind Explained. Cool. I think it was the Mind Explained. And interestingly, yeah. like a very reputable mini documentary series did a episode on the mind and ended with psychedelics. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. I mean. Let's talk about the Enneagram. You can't talk about the Enneagram without talking about Naranjo and almost they all, were all this Enneagram it. work was like tied to psychedelics and shrooms. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I feel like it's it makes so much no, sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it like makes that, sense. That, that, yeah. I feel like almost all like giant breakthroughs. I mean, there's the whole like like evolutionary like stoned ape theory hmm. where all of a sudden you see this gigantic leap in human brain size and growth and hmm. what we're doing as a species over this very short time period and like what it's called the the stoned ape like evolution theory and you can go look that up too never heard that oh all of a sudden we started eating all these mushrooms (laughs) and like wow yeah like you start coming into like the african savannah and like one of the most like um like lying in like the dung of all like the savannah 
animals or these psilocybin active mushrooms. And mm. when you're a caveman or just living in the trees, like these look good. Let's eat this shit. See what happens. And uh, like evolutionary, like we got made like leaps and bounds. Hmm. And there's also like, okay, we have fire and we're eating meat, you know, but all these things kind of started happening at the same time. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. And that was a, uh, what's homeboy's name? He's like a psycho, not, um, not Timothy Leary. Uh, that was not, one of them. Not, that was one of the big uh, ones. Ooh. Was he a cult leader? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, um, accidentally drove a cult. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> This looks interesting. Oh, let's be curious about oh, this. Terrence oh, McKenna. Terrence oh. McKenna. <laughs> oh. Who was it? Sorry. Terrence McKenna. Terrence okay. McKenna. Yeah. What was he? What did he oh, do? Oh, he was the one. I, I, don't, I think he was the one who popularized it. I don't know if he came up okay. with it. That, okay. that like, theory. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's actually like being studied in like by like different anthropologists and yeah. like being conceived as like actually like it's actually some legit legitimacy to like this theory here. So it's like being explored now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you start doing yoga and getting more into that. And how, what kind of impact has that had on your life? Oh, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, say say a little bit of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. Please share your thoughts. <laughs> all of it. Um, what if that was, what were the answers all were like that all night? <laughs> how all was your above. journey? I became an athlete. <laughs> what was that like? It was nice. Yeah. And it's then? like talking to some like people in my family. <laughs> I actually, know. So, yeah. Extended, extended family. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh I love I love the the practice of embodiment um and like self-exploration and using the body as a, a vehicle to get to know yourself. And like traditionally you do like an asana practice so you can prepare for like a long seated meditation so you can have like a long straight healthy spine and like with many 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 years of practice maybe you have like some type of awareness of your entire body and like, you know, reach a space of like unification or oneness. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And some people like get awake and they have their awakening or their breakthrough as Mm -hmm. Kanye would call Mm -hmm. it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but like, you got to stay woke. And Mm -hmm. so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep practicing. Um, and that's not necessarily about necessarily even like the physical piece, but like the meditation piece or the mindful piece, whatever the practice is for you to like hone in and connect with like your source, which is like your heart. Um, and like where the true self resides is right. Like in mm-hmm. that Dharmic field, mm-hmm. you know, that like Arjuna and Krishna are battling on. Um, and uh, w- whatever that is, that might be like gardening. Yeah. That might be playing with your child or, or, you know, everyone has their way of connecting to themselves, but doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. though, mm-hmm. you know, like that's the big piece, like taking the intentional time to connect to yourself so you can like make sure you're on point. Like, am I being real? Yeah. Okay. Where am I off? Okay. Let's talk about shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that mm-hmm. need to be integrated here? You know, cause there's like, there's so much to explore. And, um, so yoga is like, that's, that's my tool for mm-hmm. like, uh, self-knowing at this point in the game yeah you know we'll see like what's up in the next like 10 years but like, i'm really loving it and mm-hmm. there's like there's no debt there's no end mm. so i felt like with me with like training like okay i did the bodybuilding i did the power lifting i played sports like i did the american ninja warrior thing like you i did, did the you did? i did very briefly <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I made it like I was on the show. I, really? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so silly. Yeah, it was right around. Yeah, but um, could we find you on YouTube? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, me and my boy were trying to find it the other day. I couldn't find it. Um, Dang! What if in like a like, it was 2013 what Venice, if I've seen this, You know, wow. just casually watching this show. Randomly. Oh no, it wasn't like it, I didn't get like a long take. Like here's Drew Reagan or Andrew <laughs> Reagan. It was like. During the commercial break, these guys ate shit, and it shows me like falling on my face. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was really fun though. Yeah, it was great. Like um, I made a little. You can YouTube like if you search YouTube like Drew Reagan, American Ninja Warrior, you'll see like my audition video. That's oh what will pop goodness, up. That is yeah, it's so funny. funny. Wow. Um, <laughs> but so like I was doing all these. We got things. a celebrity like, here. Okay, I got it. Like I, I like I'm by no means like trying to. Um, like sprinkle salt on any like any like I'm not the know all end all be all in like physical fitness right like uh, I have s- many friends and colleagues who are dope strength coaches or physical therapists or rehab specialists whatever um, like one of my good friends is Russell Wilson's um, like personal trainer mm. and uh, he just trains here and Russell Wilson and like he's dope at what he does um, that's pretty cool <laughs> but like that's just not me you yeah. know for me like my like I like the spirituality part is like a part of like my dharma mm-hmm. like that's what I like what I love reading mm. that's what I like enjoy spending time doing yeah um, and so like I wanted to be able to provide a practice that was consistent with like what, what I like to doing, do yeah. as well yeah. That's cool. And some people are, are good at like, this is what I'm passionate about and I can table that and I can go to my nine to five and mm-hmm. I can come back and like continue to go. Like that's not, and that's cool. If that's their style. If that's not my style. Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm not into it, like I can't pretend. Yeah. But that's the thing. I was pretending for so long. Mm-hmm. My entire life I was pretending. And I was just trying to be liked kind mm-hmm. of by everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you like are just trying to be liked, like you don't end up standing for anything. Mm. Um, and you end up just like lying. I was a liar. If we talk Enneagram, I'm going to have thoughts. Uh, I know. I know. Because uh, I'm going to say it. This episode I'm, reads I'm going to say it. This episode reads <laughs> I'm gonna say it. as you tell your journey. Oh, does it? Is oh, he a three? Oh, in my opinion. I could see it. We know a little bit more about the Enneagram now. I mean, in the early days when Drew was just like, I'm a seven, I'm like, oh, I could see that. But yeah, I could definitely see. But I also took it like three years ago. So, I mean, people change, right? Or is yeah. it always a three? Uh, once a three, always well, a three. Well, the test well, is not the best it's, way. It's like more about how you understand the number and it really is talk about you coming to yourself. I shouldn't have even said that. Why? Because oh. I'm unethical anyway. I just Drew should be able to come to his own conclusion. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, but, I'm well, interested to hear what honestly, you think. you but, saying yeah. that is probably better than a test, right? Maybe. Cause this whole time I've been thinking is Drew a seven. And as you share more and more, the language that you use seems to me to be more, Getting at the core. Oh, so interesting! Like the way people's brains work. I'm like just sharing my little story, and you're <laughs> thinking the entire like you're thinking <laughs> not, not the entire time, not but like maybe you're like we are Enneagram certain, people. Hmm. There's certain phrases. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's yeah. a what's a three phrase? Well, you just said you were caring so much about what other people think, and then that you were just lying. Which, if we're really talking about the shadow side of a three, that is the shadow side of the three is pretending to be someone that they're not in order uh, to be seen as this certain kind of successful in certain yeah. kind of way yeah. to adapt to their environment. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, uh, they're, they're shame based. And so they feel like they have no sense of self. And oh, so they create shit. a sense of self that is rooted in their bummer. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, I feel like you don't have to necessarily be. If you can be many numbers, I'd imagine be shame based. Oh, I I think everybody has shame. Oh yeah, I think everyone has shame, and I think I mean that's the thing. There's different. There's three different triads: shame, fear, and anger, and we all have shame, fear, and anger. But maybe one of them is probably two, threes, and fours have it. A little bit more shame. I think it seems Mm. like a little bit more shame. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Shame's. I mean. Shame sucks. It's like the lowest of like human emotions. Like being, being in a so being two, in a puddle a two, of shame. A two creates man. A two creates a, a personality that's a helper to compensate for their sense of shame. Mm. Uh, three is the achiever, and then four would be uh, like a, an internal sense of shame. So they put an external vibe out of being an individual or like unique. Mm-hmm. Probably you know? ashamed of who they are. So yeah. they, they find Dang. identity in being different. And yeah. Cool. There it is. We did it. The Enneagram. I like it. (laughs) We should maybe, maybe have a slight conversation at the end, but I wonder if you guys. How much time do we have left? Because we've got a kid. Maybe like 20 minutes. Okay. Does that sound good to you? That's great. Um, Do you guys want to have like a little conversation about (laughs) Kundalini? (laughs) Well, it sounds like Drew, you've only done Kundalini Kundalini a time. Like a handful of times. Yeah. 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 But, but what's what's I mean what's a mini Macy journey? Well, I won't I won't get into a mini Macy journey, but I do think <laughs> as you talk about this, like I won't get into a mini Macy. <laughs> just not do it. Okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> I like how you yeah. just just said flat out no to that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into a mini Macy journey, but <laughs> well, as you're talking and you're talking a little bit about this, like finding yourself, like it makes me. So, like, part of the kundalini practice, it's a lot of breath work. Like, breath is the center of kundalini and the, like, sound. Like, it's the om and it's the gong. And it is, it is uh, like, it's kind of the yoga of awareness is what it's often called. Um, and so much of the practice is for the last, like, I, when I go to do kundalini, it's, like, two-plus hours. And so much of the practice is getting to the last half hour where you're really sitting with yourself and kind of connecting with yourself in, like, deep relaxation as well as like mantra um and as you're talking it just makes me think like I understand that feeling of like when you really do get to connect with yourself and it's like when it's an embodied way of seeing yourself it's it's hard to even put into words but it does affect like it it ripple effects into the rest of your life and like all the things you're doing because you have that sense of self and you have that like connection with self so in like smaller pieces of your life you're able to kind of lean on that and find that and I just like Drew like up until having my practice with yoga I don't think I'd experienced myself in the way that the yoga practice that I do has helped me to experience myself Hmm. Um, that's a little mini Macy journey yeah (laughs) soul centered (laughs) Soul-centered. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a hard time with the breath. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I had, like, a lot of fear around my own breath. Um, And I, like, have always been a relatively anxious person. And, like, playing sports, I remember as a kid, always, like, my biggest fear was, like, running out of air when I'm playing. And, like, playing soccer or whatever, like, that was, like, always in the back of my mind is, like, what if at this game I, like, run out of air because it's just, like, worked too hard, and that was always, like, a thought, and then as I grew older, I, like, developed, like, a lot of panic um, and struggled with panic disorder in my, like, early 20s, and it manifested a lot in, like, hyperventilating, and I always felt really out of control of my breath, and that, like, I never was... I always not always, but like I often had this fear that I was not getting enough air and I like was never going to. 
Um, so doing the this practice of Kundalini, which is like yoga or like you kind of do in some senses make yourself hyperventilate at times. Like the practice itself is a lot of what's called like dragon breath where you like breathe in and out really fast and rapidly. Um, but it's given me such a like, not just control of my breath, but like a groundedness in it. And it's helped me to move through that fear in like huge ways. Like I, I now, like I recently had a situation where I felt super overwhelmed and like super stressed. It was like a very like high pressure situation. And I felt like the panic rise in my chest, like it like had before. And I was so scared for a second, but then I was able to like really remember myself finding my breath in my like classes Mm -hmm. and like was like very quickly able to like come down from it. And it was like really profound because I was like six months ago, I would not have been able to do that. Yeah. yeah, And this practice like has given me that freedom. Yeah. Um, So six months in. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's like, there's so much more to. Yeah. I was at a um, workshop the other weekend and um, one of the students that I was attending with, said something to me and it's like really stuck with me but he says like my breath is my truth Hmm. Mm. and so like he is like constantly checking in he's like oh yeah it's speaking to you am I inhaling enough am I exhaling enough am Mm -hmm. I holding my breath am I forgetting to breathe how am I breathing around this person am I getting anxious around Mm. this person ooh Am I finding myself, you know, like holding my breath and like tensing up around this person? I will be thinking that this week for <clears throat> sure. So like my breath is my truth. And I was like, oh my God, that was like, yeah, just mic drop. Yeah. It mic was yeah. so nice. It was so nice. And so I've been like, um, I forget your name, but thank you. Uh, it was nice. But that's Kundalini, that's yoga, that's yeah. like a- any practice where you're using breath as like the vehicle to, to get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's something that I used to be afraid to pay attention to. And now I'm, like, so grateful for the moments where I can pay attention to it and can, like, mm-hmm. breathe into myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, we should be trained how to do. Mm-hmm. It should be, like, an integral part of our education <laughs> as a human. Nope. No, we got to learn about teach, uh, we do so social much studies. Yoga in. So that's fun. Like every <laughs> day, this class does yoga. <laughs> I know, isn't it interesting? The things that we spend so much time learning when we're younger. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't somebody teach us how to breathe? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, they do. It's, it's not, not in America. Yeah, they do yeah, in many places. America, yeah, I mean, <coughs> even uh, there's this guy who's the who's the founder of the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology here in Seattle. His name is Dan Allender, and he has uh, an episode where he talks about modes for self-soothing but he talks about something he calls davening first of all he says he'll go on a walk and talk out loud Mm. and that he finds that to be very helpful sometimes he directs these thoughts at god but sometimes he's just talking he's like if somebody saw me they'd probably think i'm crazy but but people do that anyways all the time because they got like the little hidden i know so it's like uh just put one in that's a good idea actually no a lot of people do and then just talk to yourself wow that's a good idea i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) um you see scott in the street yeah Wow, what a great idea! You, don't, you actually could just go outside and talk. You yeah, don't I actually know. need enough phone, like or a little thing. I, I, You'd I probably can't. need it. Yeah, I do. I do. You I should just walk around with the microphone. But well, one thing <laughs> <laughs> I know with my no small thing microphone, I'm like the cord in. just kind of dragging <laughs> behind you. <laughs> that yeah. would look great. Uh, the people are looking where the microphone's attached. It's not attached to anything. 
honey, uh, come over here across the street. Uh, no, but, um, he, he talks about something he calls davening, which apparently is like an old Jewish tradition. And it's like sitting in a chair and rocking back and forth Mm -hmm. and, and just using that probably to like settle your energy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've never, I like that. But it's just another more options in terms of like settling down. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that makes me sad sometimes is, um, and probably one of the reasons I'm so interested in all this stuff, uh, growing up as a Christian, which I still consider myself a Christian, but I understand my faith much differently. And, and, um, I do think there's something different probably between like superstition or like something that you'd consider maybe supernatural. Yeah. Like I, 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 I believe that something perhaps supernatural interrupts our life sometimes miracles, whatever that means. Um, but I, I think looking back, I was probably approaching a lot of my spirituality in a superstitious way. Mm-hmm. So in the sense of like, if I was having a fight with someone or if I was getting anxious or if I was feeling stressed out or just locked in on something, a lot of times it manifests itself in me not being able to go to sleep and my wife would just conk out and I'd still be worked up about something and I'd just be in the house sort of freaking out. Like, mm-hmm. well, I can't sleep. And so I would just start saying verses and prayers. Um, Cause you thought that would just like make it happen. Yeah. I would say like, I would do similar things. Yeah, I'd be like, of, if I pray enough, will that make me fall yeah, asleep? God, I'd say the, <laughs> the peace of God that transcends all understanding of your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's one of these things. And I would say that that's a form of davening. It was, but yeah, um, but I wasn't breathing. I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, you are if you're exhaling and you're talking though. Yeah, it's well, like mantra. Well, well I'm telling you, it wasn't working. <laughs> I was not settling down. I was getting probably more worked yeah, up, you, and then I was but getting you were mad. using the tools that you knew right, at that right, time in your right. life. Yeah, but um, we support you in that decision to read scripture. No, <laughs> you know, me too. It was a nice thing. It was something. At least I was doing something. It wasn't like like I'm bashing my fist through a window or something like. I was trying to do or something like drinking positive. yourself to sleep. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing that, but yeah. um, I wish I would have just been able to be like, "Are you breathing?" Because I don't think I was thinking about that at all, you know, or um, meditating even. You know, I've been doing a lot more of that lately, and that's very helpful. Like your brain just settles. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point, man. Is like uh, we we as a like a Western based culture, you know, we're very heady, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in Seattle. It's yeah. like a very heady and then culture. have like yeah. preps, Presbyterian, Protestant. <clears throat> that's all very heady too. Well, and the body is shamed, man. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of the times, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like so you only know really how to be in your head. You're not supposed to be anywhere else, and so Ugh. you over intellectualize everything. Um, Gosh, as opposed to like just being in your whole self. Yeah, and so like you can use sex, you can use your fitness you can use breath you can use many different ways to be fully in your body mm-hmm. um there's different tools man different strokes for different folks you know yeah i mean this i'm gonna ask you a weird question but it's not that weird actually but let's see what let's see what you think about it. if you had if you were if if you were <laughs> ruben was doing funny gestures over here um what is this weird question gonna be? it's not that weird but, but but it's kind of putting you on the spot but if if you were to Ah, shoot. Say it, man. (laughs) Speak it. How, if if you were starting off with somebody that like was new to fitness or not even that, just, just, this is the question. It's about to be a question. Okay. Like what, what are your, what are your top tips for, for fitness and and stuff like that? Like what are my top tips for fitness and stuff like that? No, no, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, See, I don't want to ask the question. Go on a walk. Mm -hmm. Go outside every single day. Okay. Um, This this is already really nice. Yeah, uh, get your feet on some soil. Get your hands dirty. 
smear some mud on your ass. Um, don't you don't have to do that part actually, but just go outside. Yeah. Um, uh, connect with nature. Connect with people you love. If you don't have any people to connect with, connect with your dog or your betta fish or something. Mm-hmm. Um, get like access to fresh air. Try and eat as like naturally and like sustainably and organically as possible. Drink fresh water. Go to sleep. Um, brush your teeth. Say your prayers. <laughs> and like sweat. We're animals. Yeah. You know, we're 99% chimpanzee, man. Like, we're not meant to, like, just be in this, like, cozy, comfortable, like, air-conditioned room 24-7. Like, you got to get out there and fucking live. You got to sweat. And, like, we, you know, we grow through challenge. And um, there's the whole, like, you know, coal turning into a diamond, you know, and that takes pressure. Um, I'm not saying everything needs to be a go hustle and muscle, you know, like always got to be pushing, going, striving, like very masculine, you know, active yang energy. But there's like a balance that needs to be created in your life. There's some yin, there's some softness, some nurturing, some letting go. Um, And like the more you can engage in these daily practices of getting to know yourself, of um, like you can recognize, okay, do I need a little bit more action? Do I need a mood? Do I need a sweat? Or do I need a little bit more rest? And like now, like we don't need to outsource our power anymore to a trainer or to a doctor, but like we are our own doctor and our own trainer because we've taken the time to get to know who we are. And so go on a walk, breathe through your nose, sweat. Um, you want to have like full range of motion. We <clears throat> have such poor posture, like in modern day living. It's like a hurry up and sit lifestyle. Hurry up and sit. And so like we, yeah. we lose our ass. Because we sit on it all day, we don't use it. Um, our hips get tight, and like we get bottled up, you know. So good health is good energy flow, mm. right? So think of like you have rivers in your body, and um, if we're constantly in this posture, the river's getting dammed. If we're constantly sitting, or if we have an occupational, you know, way of being that we're our elbows always up here, we have this tension in our shoulder now. Like the rivers are getting dammed up, and there's stagnation. And that chi and that prana can't flow. And so that requires like a healthy amount of strengthening and lengthening to be able to have full access to your tissues. So uh, hang from a bar for two minutes a day. Like you should be able to hang for a bar for two minutes. I've been doing that. I saw that post and I've been doing it. Do it. How's it feel? I, I mean, it's hard. I'm, not, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's hard. I'm not joking. In the beginning, it's hard. My yeah. daughter and I did it on our first night. And... It, I, I just go up to this little playground and I do pull-ups and I bring yeah. Avery with me and uh, did the pull-ups and I said, oh, Drew said we should be able to hang from a bar for two minutes and I could only do about barely 20 seconds. Yeah. And Avery did a full two minutes. Yeah, it's gangster. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> she can't stop. Running. But <clears throat> I've been doing it almost every day and I'm up to about 45 to 50 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so just being able to have like healthy like overhead shoulder mobility and like range of motion so you're not constantly congested in your upper lungs so now you can't fully like hydrate yourself with your breath. Um, have a strong ass and like open hip flexors so your lower back feels supported. Like take care of your core. Uh, and like get belly massages. Whoa. Yeah. What is that? Belly massages. Go find like a diaphragmatic, like belly massage therapist. <laughs> Cranial sacral therapy is dope. Get more, get more muscle. People need more massage. Like good touch. 
Yeah. Like get touch. Like being able to like you can have like your intimate romantic sex, like good touch, and then you can have like just like healthy physical contact with like we are creatures like that thrive in like social constructs and environments, you know. So we want to be in connection and community, and a part of that is like we're just not touched enough. Um, so a belly massage though. Oh I would yeah, laugh man. the whole time. I oh, like. dude, shout out Tummy Temple. Uh, <laughs> off, off the 65th. Oh my goodness. And uh, like, when is that? Ravenna over there? I'm laughing just thinking Smart. about we it. Get, we gotta get Tommy yeah, Temple. Somebody to, Tummy Temple. It makes me want to laugh. I mean, <laughs> giggling the Oh, it's also, they'll give you colonic and then massage your belly at the same time, wow. man. Oh, dude, it's the bomb. Wow. It's legit. It was a spiritual experience. Huh. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, That's like a fast track to a cleanse. <clears throat> Oh, um, <laughs> learn to breathe into your back. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like two thirds of the lungs are on the back side of the body, Ooh, right? Sit, right? They now. sit behind our heart, right? So, can you like actively breathe into your backside and like fully oxygenate yourself? It's like a big part of my yoga and strength practice is called foundations training. And this is Dr. Dr. Eric Goodman down in um, Santa Barbara. And it's all about creating like integrity of the spine through what he calls anatomical decompression. And so, like, teaching yourself to anchor the muscles that anchor your pelvis so you can have, like, a secure, healthy foundation in your skeleton. And then how do you decompress the spine? And so, like, being able to have, like, a strong midline support so you can be out of back pain and have, like, really healthy posture. And once you have, like, solid posture, like, the world's your oyster. If you have, like, solid posture and you, like, you have access to strength and length. Yeah, I do, too. I'm always hunched No, we all do. This is, this yeah. is inspiring me. We all do. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want No, it's the thing. It's, it's, so, it's so doable. And yeah. The, and it's not like you need to go out and run a marathon or train to do all this badass shit and, like, be a Navy SEAL. Like, people who do those things are badasses in their own right. And, like... There's so many different ways to explore your body, but yeah. like when it comes to just like being healthy, like have healthy, like solid posture, where like at rest you can like have access to yourself, yeah. you know. So yeah. you can't change what you can't feel. So if we're t- talking about like repressed emotions, like you don't know what you don't know. So if you got this like this shadow part of yourself that's never fully been realized or integrated, like you're not even gonna be able to explore it because you don't even know it exists in the first place. But like same thing, like okay, most women can't do a pull up. So it's going to be tough. That's one of the biggest muscles of the core, one of the biggest muscles in the body. The, um, the, the, lat, the, the yeah, lats. The lats. Yeah, so it's like how do you... Um, I think I can do a pull-up. Nice, Macy. I know, I'm not sure if I can, though, to be honest. i got to so find the, something to test that go, out. So I can, like, I'll, I'll, I'm saying, like, here's a few, afterwards. like, here's, like, like, Andrew's, like, top three tips for, like, being good at a pull-up. Be good at hanging. Okay. All right. Step one. I'm trying. Like in multiple positions. Okay. Forward. Oh, can't do that. Neutral. Oh, backwards. All the more things. One arm. All okay. that shit. Oh, right. Like do, get your jungle gym on, man. Be a kid. Let's be a Sandy B. Thing. <laughs> Sandy B. Shout out, <laughs> Mr. Mr. McGee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then be able to hang at the top for a hot minute. You know, and like that mean? like at the top. So get good at the bottom. Oh. 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 Hang at the top. Get good at the top. Right, in Dang. multiple positions, Gosh. right, with your chin fully above the bar, shoulders, like, pulled down, and you want to be long in the neck like a giraffe, so you're not hunched up in the traps. Wow. Right? So much to work on. Yeah. So, like, just start there. Okay. Start there. And then, like, get good doing, like, the eccentrics, like, be able to fully control yourself, and don't don't overdo with the biceps. Like, use your lats. You got to learn to scapular retract <laughs> and pull down. I wish you could see the, I wish you could see the visual here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, what did I say? Oh, well, ha- have healthy feet. Have yeah. healthy feet. 
Yeah, you posted your feet. Those are your roots. You posted a picture. I was like, what am I looking at here? And the Kundalini way, I'm supposed to, before I go to bed every night, do an ice bath on my face. And do wake up and do ice showers. Yeah, have a breath practice, have a meditation practice. Do cold showers every day. Mm -hmm. A lot of the cold shower is just like, I am not my body. Yeah. You know, so you, you, you do this practice to be in yeah. your body, but at the same time realize, like, yo, I'm going to shed this thing like an old coat when it's all done, you know? So <laughs> it's like, this is just like stage whatever that my soul has been like in process of going through different bodies, you know? So I'm going <laughs> to shed this thing <laughs> like a snake. I'm going to shed it like gotten. a snake. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the best? It was really insane. That's another side note. It was uh, really Drew inspiring. assigned. We like assignments, and so Drew assigned us to read the Bhagavad Gita this week, and it was fascinating and very interesting. And gosh, I feel like that's a whole another thirty minute conversation. I would need to. Well, we could have more time, but we could come back and talk about it because I'm gonna want to keep reading it, like yeah. read it over. Oh, well, read it. Well, well, this is, Get the commentary like to though too. Nice. I don't need the commentary. This is like our intro to Drew, and so like I yeah. feel like we got to have him on again. Um. I feel like you were just giving like a fitness sermon. Like you were getting <laughs> really amazing. worked up <laughs> oh, in, in the best cool. way. That was great. <laughs> um, Rubbing mud on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the best. No, um, <laughs> I'm doing a couple of workshops. I'm doing like a functional strength training for yoga workshop uh, in a few months. I'm also doing one called Rewild Your Psoas. Hmm. Um, like it's like the muscle of the soul. It's like, so like embryologically, like when we're developing in the womb, the first muscle to develop is the psoas muscle and it's intimately connected to our nervous system. Um, and it's connected right to the same spot, like where the adrenals rest, like on top of the kidneys. Um, and so like learning to like, like nourish that part of your body because it is a, like when you think about like when you are scared or traumatized or unsafe there's violence you curl up in a ball right you go into that fetal position right um and like the deepest the the deepest muscle like that's the psoas right that's Mm -hmm. the in eastern medicine it's the muscle of the soul um and so like how do you rehydrate and like re-nourish those tissues and like you can begin to resettle your nervous system so like if you're talking like maybe you're someone who tends to shift like drift towards anxiety like a lot, a lot of the time, like there's like a rigidity to the psoas muscle that goes with there too. Like I don't know if there's any particular studies that's been mm-hmm. done connecting like psoas rigidity and anxiety. That would be fascinating if there was. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you start going down the the rabbit hole of all these different somatic therapists, well, it's uh, Bessel van der Kock or uh, uh, Peter Levine or all these different yoga teachers too like Anna Day Judith or is like one of my teachers who really like dive deep into this stuff, they can fascinate you for the, your entire life. Like <laughs> talking about this stuff. It's amazing. Um, the body is so mysterious. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And like <clears throat> it's just endless. There's a there's this there's this inner astrology. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That there's as many Ooh, an inner astrology. Holy cow. Dude, there's a whole universe inside of us. Yeah. Makes sense. So it's um why do we? You are the universe. Why do we shut it down? There's so much cool stuff to talk about, you know. I mean, we humans. I mean, a lot of people don't want to talk about stuff. <laughs> this um, is so fun and interesting. Your, it your is. Inner well, you gotta be open. You gotta be open-minded in the yeah. first place, man. Yeah. Um, and if it, 
like shakes your viewpoint too much, like people shut it down. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's that's a bummer. That's a bummer. And that's where it's nice when you actually have like sometimes you need people like their tree needs to be shaken up a little bit. Mm. Um, and whether that's through like extensive therapy or that's like a couple solid trips. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We're like, going back to it. I knew it was. <laughs> I'm just saying like there's different ways to like to yeah. really start stirring the pot. I know. I think that that will stir the pot for some listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know. They'll get to that part and be like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, the, one of the one of the, like the the big like cultural shifts that's happened recently was when Michael Pollan dropped his book, right, like How to right. Change Your Mind, right? Yeah. Because here you have the science backed um, like health and food industry and New York Times contributor and like very well you know award winning writer talking about mushrooms and yeah. trips, and um, he had a full forty pages on this dude Paul Stamets, who's like a local guy who's like the G. He's like the fun like the fun guy like. Grandmaster and uh, the fun guy, Grandmaster. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, check I like his stuff it could be out. fun guy, but also a fun guy, like a fun, person. yeah, it was a fun G. I'm not sure. Fun G, fun, yeah, he's a fun G, a fun guy. Yeah, Why'd yeah. the girl mushroom go out with the guy mushroom? Mm. Mm. Because he was a fun guy, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Peace. Uh, I think this is kind of the wrap up. Is there anything else? I know. Else? It's so unsatisfying because I feel like we're just getting started. And our episodes, this is already going to be over an hour and a half, you know, and uh, some people want like a 20 minute episode. But like, again, this is not, I want to keep going with more conversations about fitness and spirituality. But Drew's son River is at our house right now, <coughs> in my house. And uh, everybody's, needing to go to sleep now yeah so yeah that's why we're cutting it off um, yeah but uh, drew reagan everybody's impact strength thank you so much. soul-centered strength follow him on instagram <laughs> we're not we're not professional like this so we don't have our little closing poppy little zippy we can notes. work on it yeah. follow him on instagram follow us on instagram we're out there too no small thing <laughs> <laughs> we all are out there we're out there we're out here but uh, um, people can sign up to come out. If if, they, if somebody ends up hearing this and ends up getting coached yeah. by Drew, that'd be pretty cool. That would be so cool. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Oh, this Thank was, so was like really nice. This was, this was big, big, no small thing vibes. You know, <laughs> it was so fun. Was this fulfilling like a sweet dream of doing this with Drew for you? Oh, yeah. For me, totally. Yeah. I mean, I love Scott. Yeah. I love Drew. I, I've loved him for, I mean, 18, no. Like I was 12. Years, right? yeah. I was so 22 years. Yeah. But almost my entire life. I'm happy 34. to be a yeah. part of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're yeah. very special too, Macy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like our third or fourth time like kicking it, but like you're solid. Thanks, I appreciate you. Next We're just going to play the end music this week. No blessing. No should, blessing. We, should we find a blessing from like some sort of uh, yoga thing? Do you have any specific thing that you like to read or share? Or do you oh. have any final words you want to share? Do you have like a yoga blessing or like a a, 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 a reading or something? <laughs> um, the way that I'll end my yoga class is like the oh. light and darkness in me honors and acknowledges the light and darkness in you. Uh, may you live with courage and compassion. And uh, thank you for listening. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste.
than the heroes for in this day and age who could ask for more the crime wave is high with muggings mysterious all police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force this is serious so give me a quarter i was a witness get me a reporter call april o'neill in on this case hey you better hurry up there's no time to waste we need help like quick on the double have pity on the city man it's in trouble we need heroes like the lone ranger when tonto came pronto when there was danger they didn't say we'd be there in half an hour because they displayed turtle power Trail, determined to put these crooks in jail. She spied the bad guys and saw what happened, but before she knew it, she fell in a trap and got caught. Yeah, she was all alone with no friends and no phone. Now, this was beyond her worst dreams because she was cornered by some wayward teens. Headed by Shredder, they were anything but good. Misguided, unloved, they called them the foot. They could terrorize and be angry youth, and they'd mug the people who needed proof. Then from out of the dark came an awesome sound. Shout a cowabunga as they hit the ground. From the field of weeds, the heroes rescued the flower, because they possessed turtle power. They're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing that they stayed at home. Instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning, they were once normal, but now they're mutants. Splint is the teacher, so they are the students. Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the team with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story, it's not hard to find. Ninjas not just of the body, but of the mind. Those were the words that the master instructed. But a letter from Shredder had Splinter abducted. That was the last straw, spring into action. Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us off. Like some old coffee table. Since you've been born, you've been willing and able to defeat the snake. Protect the weak. Fight for rights and your freedom to speak. Now the villain is chilling, so you make a stand. Back to the wall, put your sword in your hand. Remember the words of your teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light. Shining for your illumination. Good versus evil equals confrontation. So when you're in trouble, don't give in and go sour. Try to rely on your turtle power. Thank you. 